everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 608. Today, recording live on Wednesday, the 26th of February, as we approach uh, the 28th, or the 20, 28th, 29th. So we get an extra day. Leap year. I talked about that last year. In fact, just before we press go on this, we were talking about the show uh, from last week, which I'll bring in up in a second, because obviously you might want to know what this show's about. This show is generally about mu electronic music, music production, live production, software, synthesizers, electronic instruments, uh, studio work, all, all the things that surround the creation and the performance of electronic, uh, popular music, uh, any kind of music, not just electronic music. But uh, So anyway, that's what you're in store for if you've never come across this podcast at all before every wednesday at 4pm uh, uk time we stream live to facebook to twitch and to youtube but as i was saying um just before i hit go uh, last week we were talking about bond themes and i played a tiny clip from uh, the billy eilish performance at uh at the brits and facebook just chopped just killed the live stream instantly youtube was okay but said you know you can't monetize it you, you know it's got a copyright claim don't worry about it it's nothing difficult but facebook just chopped it off and i had to do three or four different edits with sort of tinier and tinier amounts of you know just to give the, the topic some context and eventually i got it up there online so if you're wondering what happened to the live stream on facebook that's what happened anyway let's say hello to some guests we'll start with uh, well we've got uh, a couple of uh, favorites from last week uh, we've got mr rich hilton who's there in connecticut uh, where he's uh, you've seen his uh, his i guess that's is that your your den your man cave or is it a special music room or I'm not quite sure what it is. We've never discussed this before. Oh, it's the, it's the, <laughs> hey, take a drink already. And it's only been I me started speaking. off. I started off this way. I, I avoided it the, throughout it, all of last week. And now I started off with that. Um, this is uh, a converted upstairs bedroom that is now sort of my office and yeah. man cave and where I work and where I hang and, there's computers everywhere and there's a TV over there and there's a couch and you know, it's yeah. It's, it's the room. place where you go for some, for some me time or you time rather. Uh, Indeed. Uh, well, Rich, of course, uh, as on the road a lot with uh, Chic, uh, just a brief uh, a hiatus in between you know, multiple gigs that's coming up, and that we're going to. In fact, I think we're going to see you in Bristol. But I noticed there was a gig event, and mm. I might have to talk to you <laughs> offline about that later. I think, uh, I think we should do a rig tour or something. You know, to come up with a reason to get, to film you in your natural habitat, Rich. That'd be great fun. I'd love that. I'd love that. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Well, lovely to have you, Rich, of course. And uh, also from last week, but in a, back in his uh, London studio, uh, we got Mr. Yoad Nevo, who's there. In, uh, is it Nevo Sound or Nevo Sound Mark II? Do you still call it Nevo Sound? What's the studio? Has it got Nevo a name? Nevo Sound, yeah. Nevo Sound. Uh, yeah, it just, just moved, but it's the same. Uh, it's the same. Same thing, yeah. Uh, well, Yoad is, of course... Uh, Mix engineer, producer, uh, writer, and uh, waves developer, and you know, and and collector of enormous collector amounts of, of MIDI equipment of metal, of metal. <laughs> yeah, I, apparently yeah. I like metal. Is that what it is? Is there a specific? Have you got any <laughs> flavour of metal? Is it some sort of alloy, or is it you prefer the pure uh, stuff? I think it's uh, whatever it is, um, brushed aluminium. That's um, it. With, I think that's a common, com yeah, common denominator. Yeah. Well, lovely to have you, Yard, of course, and we also have Great Mr. To be here. Mr. Gaz Williams, who's joined us. Uh, yes. It, uh, where, uh, bizarrely, so we'll, we'll hmm. take us through what just happened there because you've dialed in again, like you normally yeah. do. You're using yeah. Catalina, right? We should say Catalina. Catalina yeah, is Catalina, just Catalina, messing Catalina. it all out, right? Yeah, Catalina is just incredibly, uh, is overtly tensitive about anything security issues. So highly like protective. Anything, Highly, highly protective. And, uh, you know, I did that umming and ahhing about going up to Catalina. Once all of my favorite software that I use had sort of given it the green light, I thought, okay, because I like to try and stay abreast of things, you know. But I was also kind of going, oh, you know, Catalina. But, yeah, that's what causes grief. Uh, and literally what sorted it out was just was just disabling the settings, blocking the settings, actually, and then unblocking the settings. And that's sort of this is allowing the camera and microphone access to the web yeah, browser. Exactly. Yeah. So all it's things very, like that. It's very permission based, isn't it, Catalina? It's, yeah, massively. It's terrifying. Massively. There's lots of, are you sure? Yeah. Would you like me to? Yeah. And trying to install stuff is kind of difficult. And uh, obviously, you know, now there's no 32-bit sort of software as well in there. So it's, it really is a kind of... Um, 
tread carefully if you are going to update to it because I think uh, in the most it's working well for me, but I don't actually really see a lot of benefits from going up to it. So um, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, you'll I'm feel, here you, now. Will, you will feel the benefit at some point because obviously uh, there'll be things that only work um, in, uh, in, yes, in it, maybe, yeah. probably yeah. at some point. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. not unlike Snow Leopard and Mountain Lion, this is sort of a maintenance release that re- reduces clutter in the OS. That was essentially their mission with Catalina, was to get all the 32-bit code finally out of there, break it down to a 64-bit, fully 64-bit operating system. And and when you purge things like that, think back to Mountain Lion, think back to Snow Leopard. This is, this is something that is not new. Now, I have been running Catalina for about for months and months and months on a different computer, not on my main DAW. And uh, it's it's not a problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's just getting used to it. I think, well, the consistency mm. issue, I think, is what the problem that Gaz is having because he got yeah, it set up and, then it, exactly and the then it didn't work. And then it didn't well, work. There, exactly the compati- there may be driver compatibility issues, for example. There could be any number of things like that. But the operating, you know, blame the operating system is a little tough on me. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. I have a tough blame time with operator. blame the OS. That's Just saying, saying it worked before. Blame the, it worked before. Blaming the operator, you say. <laughs> no That's good shit happens, saying. and it happens in all the operating systems. Yeah, I suppose the thing is, is uh, you don't want stuff happening when you're uh, two minutes away from live and it's not working like it did a minute ago. That's well, there's the that. Yeah, there's that. There's that. I think that's a reasonable assumption. Expectation of any operating system. I think that'd be fine. I like to live on the space station. Maybe you should have come. Maybe you should have come 15 minutes ago. Well, we did. I I basically just put this together today. I I usually am sitting here for 20 minutes before the show. I ran in here to get this going today. So I can I can understand. I'm not unsympathetic. All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's leave that uh, back. And let's talk about. Well, uh, we'll we'll throw in this kind of last minute topic because what actually mm. happened while we were in between me sending the topics out and now, uh, Yay. Electron have uh, dropped their model cycles, and I have got a little bit of video. This is, I believe, this is Jenk, Ch- aka Dataline, with 12 minutes of jam on his custom. Uh, he's obviously had a custom paint job. Uh, let's turn it up a bit. And it, as Jenk or Dataline can do he makes sort of basically any piece of equipment seem desirable and you just think oh yeah man i wish i could do stuff like that and then uh, he's the only person who actually can <laughs> but so this is the model, it's very similar to, similar to the model samples it's yeah. uh, but i believe it's uh, six tracks Six with tracks. three tracks of FM voice machines. It's based on machines. So individual, all, if you've been watching the teasers, there's been the, these little sort of machine animations. And I think each one of those represents one of the machines. But there's essentially FM voiced stuff as far as I understand. Gaz, I'm going to go to you first because you've been following it and did bring it to our attention that it had come up. So maybe you can uh, summarise and make me seem more intelligent than I am. <laughs> well, we, we expected the model... When the model samples dropped last year, we expected that to be the start of a new range of a, you know, a lower entry price range of Electron uh, products. And when the samples first came out, the model samples, that is, it came out, it seemed a little bit expensive. It's now kind of come down in price, and I think it's found the sweet spot. So... I'm hoping, because I don't know if the prices have been announced just yet, but I'm hoping that the price is going to be similar, which I think is around the sort of 300 euros, 250 pounds sort of mark. Um, maybe someone can uh, chip in with that. However, the reason why I mention that is is that it's exactly the same um, kind of chassis, if you want to call it that, and, and button layout as the model samples. But... Uh, very interesting in that it's using uh, FM, but using FM in a way that is... Uh, more digitone, uh, digitone-like, perhaps. Yeah, 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 eminently tweakable. And six six tracks, um, 96 patterns, I believe. Um, no song mode. So this is, I, you know, I think, I can't remember if you can chain on it, but there's no sort of song mode as such. So uh, very much geared around a performance idiom. I mean, and also, I mean, one of the big things that made the model samples uh different from previous electron uh, boxes was it's just like pretty much one knob per function um as opposed to uh electron typically employ a very much a menu divey kind of or, or certainly you know a menu based system whereas this lays out everything for you so 
makes sense, I think, you know, going along the same sort of format here. Yeah, yeah. And the choices of um, controls seem quite interesting. You know, they're all based around stuff that is going to give you immediate results. And, of course, as with all Electron products, there is um, parameter locking, you know, the, the idea that any step that you put in there, you can adjust all the parameters for that step and something else that makes this one really interesting is it's a mixture of drum sounds and music sounds so you've got your drum sounds your kick and snare and then there's one called metal then i think there's one called perk with like a percussion channel there is then a chord channel and a tone channel so essentially right. with your six tracks it's like a groove box essentially can, isn't it yeah it's uh, it is a groove box, really. I mean, yeah, I can imagine it would be a fantastic partner with the model samples. And I'm imagining, you know, like the way the Volkers kind of work really nicely together, that these are going to work really well together. Um, and that, that and it, you know, again, very hands-on with all of those parameters. Because if you use Electron equipment, which I do, I'm a huge Electron fan. I think they are probably my favorite of them all. Um, you do have to hold a lot in your mind because it's very difficult to see what's going on because everything is uh you know the knobs typically are multifunction whereas with this i mean yes okay changing tracks around you you're still gonna uh but it's got more knobs than the than you know a lot of the other stuff i mean most of the other stuff has like four oh, yeah. or, or yeah, six so. or eight knobs yeah there's six yeah. on the ox track eight on the on the analog four and the uh the rhythm uh so i think this is geared again to try and bring in a new customer, I suppose. It's like again, uh, electron, electron crack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of calling it. Um, but I saw um, Electron have got two fantastic performers, uh, you know, who can do product demonstrations. Chenk, obviously, Dataline, you know, who is incredible, but also S. Matteson. Uh, I saw S doing a performance in LA recently uh, just using just using the digitone um which this is very similar you can the, the there is a definite overlap between these products the digit the digitone is you know more sophisticated it, there's three tiers now in electron speak isn't there you've got the kind of the yeah. model range then you've got the digi range and they and then you've got the the big flagship models um but s did an entire set using just a digitone and fantastic it was really good and it went through so many territories and you know he's somebody who is uh very adept at, at fm and uh i think this makes a lot of sense them again taking an fm based uh, instrument but making it entirely accessible you know mm. when you look at the parameters well you, you just, say you say entirely accessible but that, <laughs> that actually i mean if i might just break in there i mean i think yeah. that's that's the thing entirely accessible in terms of electrons i, I i'm guessing like um yoad and rich i mean these instruments are and i'm making a supposition here i mean there's a certain amount of of kind of the curtain almost comes across for me and i just think well there's no i'm not going to find the time to learn how to use this how could i use this without having to become a kind of mm -hmm. a product evangelist for Electron and getting that deep. I mean, I'll, maybe I've come to you for it, Rich, because you've you've devoted a, a certain amount of time in the into the Roly universe, right? You you decided I'm going to put that time I've, in that and I'm going to do that. I mean, would you do? I've that? I've gone deep into a lot of, in a lot of phases of my career. I've gone deep into gear that yeah. some of which is no longer in existence. But yeah, I, I've I've done that. It's a different world now, but but yet, <clears throat> pardon me. I, it's not daunting to me to have to do that. And the fact that the thing offers amazing creative possibilities and that you actually have to like become one with the machine in order to achieve them. That's not a problem for me. I don't, I don't mind that so much. The thing about the, if I, uh, the thing about this thing that I didn't understand is why anybody would pay $500 for six channels of Roland 808 when you can buy the Behringer for three or whatever they're selling it for, six, mm. with all of the channels. I, I, in other words, I just don't understand this thing as a product. But then again, I haven't seen it, and I really don't have much experience even with the promotion yet because it's brand new. So I, well, it's three, I think sure. it'd be about 300 bucks. So it's about not... 300, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Which, this, this, uh, this Electron thing? Yeah. 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 The, the one on their website that's a companion sort of thing to this... The samples. Yeah, there's over 500 bucks here. Right, okay, interesting. So maybe, well, on here... But whatever it is, it's a six-channel product for $300 then. And right yeah, yeah. now, that's, that's uh, ambitious, I would say. 
<laughs> Interesting. Well, some of those tracks obviously are chordal as well as just uh, single. I, I, I mean, oh, all right. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, Again, I haven't. Got, yeah, yeah, no, I exactly. Really I totally understand. Uh, I totally can understand. I, can I just cut in, Nick? I just looked on the website. So, two hundred ninety-nine UK pounds for the cycles is the is the price from the Electron direct from Electron. So, I'm guessing probably around three hundred, just over three hundred dollars, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Maybe we, maybe someone in America could just go online to the Electron site and have a look. Um, yeah, that would help. I know. Yeah. So I mean, is I'm it, get, oh, sorry. Is it yeah. not just basically six channels of eight hundred eight drum sounds? No, no, no. That's what not, I heard. Oh. All of the music. That's what I heard. Yeah, in, no, no, in the it's not. videos that I watched. No, no, and it's it's oh, okay. all uh, there's there's uh, music uh, and polyphonic yeah. tracks as well. So it's ah that 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 performance by Chenk that you played a little bit of is that's, a very good example because that's yeah. full that's full music and that's all coming from that that yeah, device. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm guessing something like this. You know, it sort of requires you to sit in front of it, and I know you're very much mm -hmm. about you know sitting in front of where you are you've designed your whole workflow to be able to do work on everything from where you are so this sort of this perhaps doesn't speak to you in the same way unless you're about uh, to go mobile yes at the same time uh you know uh, my work for waves uh, involves a lot of ui and ux design and product design and uh, for me to to really dive into something um it's not something that I, I do it if it if if I'm required to do so uh, by a certain project that I'm involved in or something like that. But I wouldn't do it for fun because it's work. Do you know what I mean? So that's right. where the hobby kind of becomes when when your job be, when your hobby becomes your job. Sometimes path of least resistance. You don't want to yeah. do something. Yeah, because I remember you know the first. The first synths that I um, that I had, I used to erase the whole memory <clears throat> and start building the preset banks from scratch, from sine waves and stuff like that. And that's how I learned the DX7 and you know the the Matrix Six and all that. And that's how I learned <clears throat> uh, to synthesize basically through uh, and obviously the Poly Six before that and and things like that. You know, so so it's. It's something you do for yourself when you because it teaches you on the actual device, but yeah. it teaches you the way of thinking of the of the people who who made those things. Um, and I have to say that I have quite enough of that because that's what I do for for a week out of every month. You know, I'm I'm being one of those guys that other people will have to say, oh did they do it like that is it like i'm expecting it to be is it where you know doing what it's supposed to be doing and i have to think and not not alone with with the team with a product um specific product that we're working on at the time yeah about all these aspects and all these things so you know for me it's not a, but it seems like um it seems like it has a lot of functionality on the surface so so that could be as a fun thing not trying to to delve too deep into it just to play and get yeah. some useful noises it seems like fun I uh, but you, but you, but you know that i'm i'm a bit reluctant to to add more boxes to my setup and that's a, <laughs> that's a limitation i i think i should maybe in my bedroom i should have uh you know ex expand the setup a little bit or something like that so i can try new stuff because over here i'm just reluctant to to do anything so i yeah, need uh, because it'll maybe change in the, the, the maybe the in the live room actually i have another yeah i can imagine that yeah. so you create a, a sort of station with a, a rotating amount with of gear stuff. that you could just continue kind of yeah playing i get that there, so there is another function though just worth mentioning that there is an this does function as a class compliant audio interface and it doesn't work with overbridge so just a few <laughs> ah, things a that are kind of um, but the, the model samples didn't either. Um, so yes. So just so a stereo out, which is a, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's yeah. the that's the price. I mean, that's what the differentiation is. But I wanted yeah. to throw that in there because it was live, and everybody else had gone live with it, and I didn't know anything about it apart from what just came mm -hmm. up. But I just figured uh, if you want to check it out, uh, there's yeah, there are videos. Loop Pop have, and uh, Bow Beats have both uh, done their reviews. Um, at the point of, right <laughs> at the point of, of release, which is obviously Ow. cool. Okay. Um, 
I think what I'll do is let me say what's let's, let's, where should we go next? Gosh, it's so hard to know. I've I've thrown I've, I've thrown the topic list in order completely out of the window almost straight away. Let's <laughs> maybe start with it. Let's start with this one. We'll go back to this uh, interesting vocal. There is no instrument that emotionally touches a listener as directly as the human voice. Welcome to a walkthrough of our new scoring library called Mysteria. I'm Oli from Galaxy Instruments. Mysteria is all about adding deep vocal expression to your music or to picture. It's about intensive moods captured in unique performances of exceptional choirs. And it's about controlling their emotional intensity easily in real time. Mysterious moods range from beautiful to dark, melancholic to aggressive, dreamy to desperate, as I all often and famously say, I won't play the whole thing, but <laughs> this looked really interesting. And I, one thing that came across for, for me was, obviously, it's been recorded with uh, some quite big choirs and um, all sorts of very interesting articulations. And they're using sort of XY pads. kind of. But it took me right back to kind of 1970s BBC scary, scary <laughs> series, like the, the, the Aylesbury Stones, you know, the, the Stone Circle <laughs> stuff. There's loads of, there's a whole genre and period of time when, this kind of almost like screech opera vocal articulation was the flavor for the sound of horror and the sound of suspense and this just it sits right in there i'll go yeah. to you Rick. i mean this, this is this is this is kind of hard it's the sort of thing that's quite hard are you, are you unmuting there richard in anticipation <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a really interesting product but it's again it's like it's almost a very sort of niche product because how many projects would you use something like this on i suppose yeah, there's a lot of this lately. There's a lot of this sort of just add water soundtrack generation kind of stuff that's showing up. This thing is very clever and it sounded great in the demo and uh, does a lot of very cool things that mostly I don't need to do. Um, but again, it is a just add water soundtrack generation kind of device. It sort of uh, does everything for you. You just like, you know, move in an XY field until you find some combination of things that's cool and you use it. Um, it seems like based on the demo they, they showed me, um, is it, does it, it sounds wonderful. It's very clever in the way it works. And, uh, I suspect it'll be included with complete within five years. Maybe so. Here's, here's the uh, people uh, at their business. That is an awesome looking space. That look, I, what the size of that. And there's a huge pipe organ in the background. It looks a little bit like, uh, um, Oh, what's the place? So it's a funk house, but obviously a more modern version of it. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll come to you guys because, mm. uh, and this is I, I'm being completely stereotypical here. You're more likely, perhaps, to do a concept prog album that may require the services of something like this that yeah. you would probably be able to do yourself. Given, I would, time. I would try and do it with a choir, though. I know I, there's a choir I sometimes do stuff with in Bristol, so I'd want to do it myself with a real choir. Um, I was thinking when you were talking about that, though, you know, classic, the classic voice thing that you didn't mention, though, is the Ligeti stuff, you know, the lig in, in uh, Space Od Od Odyssey, you know. Oh, like, yes. Ah! Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, which I think it's really... Well, the, really the opening, isn't it? It's the sort of that weird stuff that around the, uh, the, the what's the monolith, yeah. Monolith, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd rather do this kind of thing myself, I think, and record a choir and just try and do something, you know, that's personally for my big prog epic, but uh, <laughs> this is really cool, though. This is a cool piece of software. I mean, there is um, horror is really popular format again, isn't it? In terms of um, you know, in uh, there's been a lot of big big horror films out um, in recent years. Uh, so I think horror does tend to come in and out of uh, you know, and really kind of more kind of gothic horror sort of stuff you know does um so i can see that this that there is a you know like a kind of um a bit of a trend uh that this kind of neatly fits into um but you know there is that thing that aspect the i guess it's like the the envelope of, of a mouth isn't it really that yes exactly sorry the, somebody in the, the chat room just said, said just just sample the carol singers which i thought was a bit uh is obviously oh, yeah. very i remember on yourself on and out i mean that's the thing isn't it just like a bit of pitch shifting of some carol singers 
Remember, I mean, a demonic instantly. On an an album a few years ago, we sampled um, we sampled uh, the Fish Fingers advert. I only catch the best for the captain's table, and all these children (laughs) are so him as well. (laughs) Drop that down in pitch. I only catch the best for the captain's table, and then all the children all screaming. You drop the pitch of children screaming, and it's like it is. Horrific. So just record a, you know, children's playground, you know, and just drop that down a couple of octaves, and you know, <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is cool. Do we know it's quite big? It's a what? It's a multi-gig library, isn't it? It's, yeah, it is kind of pretty it's large. Huge. It's huge. Uh, uh, Thirty gigabytes. Thirty gig download oh, wow. size. That's wow, probably wow. that's probably compressed. So yeah, right. it's, it's it's a lot of you. You definitely need the project that. You had in yeah. mind for it. You wouldn't have it hanging around necessarily. But but I guess the thing is, is with it, but with that XY, I mean, a lot of the examples are animated. So there's, there's probably fixed points in there which are particularly beautiful or particularly poignant. I know, yeah, and I can't imagine in much of your pop work there's call for this sort of, uh, maybe this kind of voicing. But, you know, I could be wrong. You might be again, about to start a new again, genre. You know, exactly. Maybe that's the ingredient I was looking for. You know, maybe that's just what I need to to polish my pop productions. Um, yeah, I I think you know I think it's one of those things that I would really love love to to have and to to play with and to enjoy. It's like when you're getting a new <clears throat> a new synth, you press a note and you say, "Wow, what a sound!" And so it's it's kind of one of those things. Um, but then it's very specific, uh, so I'm not sure what what I can use it for. But I can totally see like um, um, yeah, I, 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 there's going to be know, a purpose, theater, isn't music there? and uh, and film film composing and all that. I'm sure that within any almost like eighty percent of the films, you can squeeze in one kind of. I'm looking sweep at the, on the I'm on this at, uh, yeah, There aren't there aren't that many. Uh, um, our mystery auto demos and presets. Maybe there are some more pretty ones. <laughs> that's, that's pretty. That's that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see whether they. You know that's... what? I, I I think I think that probably my main my main problem. Sorry. Now everything you're saying has a sinister tone. Just because <laughs> yeah, I'm my got main yeah. my main issue my main issue with this product. <laughs> Is uh, <laughs> that it's that it it, it it all seems to be kind of um, inharmonic, you know? So ah, it's yeah, hard yeah, to, yeah. That, so 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 you must have you must have that, and that's it. Uh, sound effects or timps or something like that. But it, it's not like you can put edit to something in the chorus. I know that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. I was looking for something that was uh, more harmonic, but that's a very good point. Uh, oh, that's a bit more. There you go. <laughs> there you go, Jan, if you're looking for any inspiration. Okay. Yeah. I like go. this. That sounded pretty good. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's what I was trying to get at. There's probably moments in there that are less wow, but are still useful. And But, yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's yeah, a 30 probably. gig download. Um, it's a uh, contact. You need 6. Point, uh, was it 6.2 and up? Uh, 6.2 and high. Either player it'll work in yeah, or player. the full version. So either by, one. By the way... Yeah. By the way, have you noticed that that contact is now finally is just contact because it used to be contact two and then contact three and then contact four. And then if you had a project saved with contact two or contact three, then you installed contact four. You would still have to run all the earlier versions of contact so your old projects can can load up. Um, so it wasn't, yeah. So each one, and now I, I think, and I'm, and I'm hoping that they've finally it's backward compatible, at least with itself. So whenever they, it, it will be like uh, version numbers rather than, um, you know, uh, I didn't know that. That's that's useful because seven or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well. If you want to check this out, this is Native Instruments. It's called Mysteria, uh, and it's uh, I think it's two six nine. So it's a, it's a chunk of change, mm. but it's the sort of thing that if you're using a lot of vocals, it sounds like there are some sweet spots in there, and more they're prettier things. It's not just about atmosphere and kind of terrifying the neighbours. You know, there's a lot <laughs> more. There's a lot more to it than that. So I thought I'd just throw that. Um, let's just uh, take a brief interlude and uh, have a word from our friends over Isotope, who will be uh, there's a competition for Ozone Nine Advanced. Stay tuned. 
building on a 17-year legacy in audio mastering, Ozone 9 brings balance to your mix with never-before-seen processing for low-end, real-time instrument separation, and lightning-fast workflows powered by machine learning. Expect lower CPU usage and shorter startup times with Ozone 9 compared to Ozone 8. Experience fluid metering in a fully resizable environment that lets you track the most subtle details of your audio. Use more plugins at once, mix while you master without worrying about slowdowns or dropouts. And immerse yourself in a smooth, modern experience designed to keep you in your creative flow. As you can see, Ozone 9 is the fastest way to get your master off the ground. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to check out our other videos and head to isotope.com to learn more about mixing and mastering and to download your free trial of Ozone 9. And of course, uh, yeah, like I says in the video, please you know, just head over to Isotope and check it out. It's a very powerful system. And we had a competition. Uh, we're, we're having a competition this week. And the competition is, in fact, uh, a Twitter competition. And we're looking for the tweet which contains the following. A hashtag full... Oh, I didn't write a new one. That's annoying. Damn, I knew I'd forgotten something. Uh, quickly, <laughs> what shall I put? Uh, uh, mix, uh, mix control, epic mix control. Yeah, I'm gonna. This control. is live epic mix control. <laughs> We're looking for the hashtag epic mix control <laughs> and the hashtag ozone nine to at Sonic no and at Isotope. Thank goodness for that. And uh, you have no <laughs> idea how complicated that is because I've got to quickly think. Have I used that one before? No, I haven't. So the hashtag epic mix control and the hashtag ozone nine to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. will enter you the competition. We have a winner for last week. Uh, the last week's competition winner is somebody called David, and it's David Ashman 1000. And they tweeted, back of the net, uh, and, the, and the requisite hashtags and uh, uh, at signs. So, David, if you want to get in touch, you have won a full copy of Isotope Zone 9 Advanced uh, and will be winging its way towards you. Uh, uh, one thing I did want to say is, actually, I don't know if you saw this. Um, we've got Jean-Michel Jarre is going at uh, Synthplex. Ooh. Synthplex is happening wow. in March. Jean-Michel Jarre is doing the keynote speak and, uh, speech, uh, so if you want to check that out, he'll also be uh, receiving the... Uh, uh, what's the award called? It's called... Um, oh, gosh. The golden, the Synthplex Golden Era Award. Synthplex course is in its second year, uh, and it's in Burbank, California, and it's a sort of LA-based synth show, and it's kind of the first of its kind of that scale, and so this year is the second year, and they've actually given us a discount code. If you wanted to um, go, we've got a 20% off. Let me see if I can scroll up the details here. Yeah, here we go. We've got a 20% off the four-day pass, which is 20 bucks saving. Uh, you look at, If you go to the, hash, to the, the bit.ly uh, URL, bit.ly slash synthplex202020, see what we did there? 2020 with a 20% discount. Uh, and if you go there, it will sort of pre-fill in the form and you click go and you'll get the discount applied. But if you just end up finding yourself there, use the code SONICSTATE20. And that's March the 26th, the 29th, uh, which I wanted to put in there. That's, uh, I, I'm sorry, I was uh, I just tossed that in, but I, I did promise you might have seen there's some ads around the place. The reason I'm doing this is because uh, they're helping us send uh, a reporter over there so that we'll be able to cover the show and bring you some videos. And so Ooh. in return for a hotel room, Room and a ticket where uh, we're <laughs> plugging their show, which I think is a fair trade, uh, yeah. full disclosure and all of that. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing John Michel Jarre. Actually, what were no, you saying, guys? Yeah. Um, well, he, he, we saw him, didn't we? At he was there at Superbooth last year. We caught yeah. with him for a, just he was there just for about an, half an hour. Um, I was going to say though, just before we move on to the next topic, can we plug the SSL? six mix yes yeah well that's true because i know rich had a question yeah well i don't mm. know if you saw uh gaz uh reviewed the ssl6 which is desktop super analog uh, mixer which is essentially got kind of some of the real good stuff that ssl's got and this is not sort of usb powered stuff it's class a mic mm. preamps with transformers and you know the stuff that you can't get unless you've got a decent power supply in it so and one of the things that came up it's actually been quite popular for a mixer review they don't usually kind of go all that far but it's already done Mm. Uh, reasonably well. I know Rich had a question, um, uh, but it did it did beg the question. Lots of people sort of going, "Why do I have to pay so much for this kind of stuff? Why can't I just mm. buy a, a Xenix or a or a Mackie?" And it's like, "Yeah, of course you can, and you get something different." You know, this has got the bus compressor. Rich, over to you because I know you had a question for Gaz about the SSL six. Well, first of all, it, it wasn't so much a question as a sort of a discussion topic. Um, ah. I really enjoyed. The review, it was incredibly thorough, well-demonstrated, well-prepared. Oh, 
you had you had everything pretty much at your fingertips ready to go including <laughs> you didn't hit, you didn't even hit pause once you went and grabbed the bass you were <laughs> you were just a, in a in a flow it was freaking awesome ah. um oh, thank you now hey. as i look at this product to me 50% of its functionality is in those d sub connectors um and without it uh, people correctly point out that it's got certain input and output limitations, and you pointed out that you can't get to the insert points and stuff. But one of the things that they pr profess this thing to do, and I may have the numbers wrong, so correct me if I do, is that it's a 12-channel summing mixer, analog summing mixer. You have actually 12 ways into this thing yeah. that you can use to sum analog outputs from some, or from some interface or desk. And that... Yeah at that price point is an awesome mm. thing to be able and to can, have at your disposal. And that can all go through the bus compressor then, that those 12 inputs. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, would yeah. Need, and it, you need the D sub. So as you correctly. Yeah. 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 You, it's only to, really to, half the machine without mm. fully wired D subs and probably some kind of patch bay uh, to get mm -hmm. you there. Cause as you point out, one of the most enjoyable observations for me was you pointing out that the labeling is uh, in a place oh. where you can't see it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I literally been, I, I was having to take photo of my you know, phone and chuck it around the back and just to be able to see what where to plug things in. I really think that is really daft. However, I have to mention one thing that I didn't put in the review though, and I felt that I should uh, just mention that, was um, uh, I've really enjoyed having this here. And uh, initially when it was brought in for review, I was just having it on the side just to sort of then... Uh, just as a sort of, um, you know, just like a, an additional inputs. Uh, but I realized it was doing it a great a, a disservice and it has to be very much central in your workflow. That's, that's the whole kind of design uh, ethos of it. But I then tried to, th I thought, well, okay, so I know that it's going to seem expensive at about £1,100. Now, it's expensive when you compare it to things like a, you know, a Behringer mixer or whatever. But if you kind of compare it to, say, you know, 500 series units or whatever, it's not so expensive. And uh, the, the audio quality is very, very good on it. So I'm, I, I expect the performance would be comparable to... Yeah much higher end gear but the thing i wanted to mention though was the, the particular unique kind of controls on it like it's got um a monitor section i talk about this in the review you know with like dim and mono and whatever and alternatives so it, to actually find a, a small enough unit that you can route signals around have it as you know sort of ways to send stuff out through analog uh processing and that sort of thing um there really isn't anything else quite like it. I thought, oh, okay, because, you know, assuming, you know, one, when this thing leaves, I'm going to be, I'm going to really miss it now, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking, I, well, let's have a look. Let's have a look at what other alternatives uh, are around. And I couldn't find anything that had a remotely similar feature set. So that was one thing I left out of the review, and it was only kind of after I d filmed the review that I kind of realized that, that, that it sort of exists in a sort of field of its own really you know just mm. the particular I, I, i'd just like to point things. out now this you need one of these this is the What's mirror that? on the stick <laughs> oh i see ah, <laughs> so, which you can then turn so you can, you can <laughs> yeah so that's the thing so then you can read your labels there you go there's right. my screen in front of me that right there um, that's what that that's one thing that you that I would suggest uh, in your situation um <laughs> the funny thing is like yeah all the, like, yeah, all that this. All that, yeah. Mm. Take a photo, but I suppose the thing is, is it's not always that. Uh, Yoad, I mean, there's a man standing in front of, sitting in front of a, a whole chunk of Neve, but I'm guessing you must have done a lot of SSL mixing, uh, you know, in your time as well, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's my favorite desk. That's my favorite analog desk for mixing, even though I own a Neve, but I mainly use the Neve for, for the mic pre's and the EQs and compressors for recording. Um, rather than mixing. And if I do a summing mix, then I would use the, the faders and stuff, and, and it's fine because it sounds amazing. But actual mix work, uh, which I now do, well, for for quite a few years uh, in the box, um, I used to do on SSLs. That was my my yeah my preferred uh, platform. The 4,000 uh, 4, 
8000 is a really good one, but I like the J and the K, the 9000 as well. They're a bit different, the compressors are different, everything is different about them, but um, actually, but they do sound good in their own right. They have better preamps and stuff. So um, one thing I would say about having a unit like that, um, if you're not in, in an environment such as this, uh, or even, you know, I can set it up in the live room or something like that, is the ability to, like as mentioned, uh, to do something which is which is something that contributes so much to to the sound when you know it de depending on the style of music obviously um when needed and or when i feel like i want this extra kind of i don't know beefiness or or warmth or whatever you want to call it then i i do a big summing um sort of splits to the desk uh, but even with 12 uh, with 12 channels you'll get a lot and i have to say this as well um even if you take your converter your output and record it make sure you're not feeding back you know that the ch channel is off when, when the, mm. the, the recording channel is off when, when you do it um, even that will give you some kind of not great but some kind of you know, it enhances the stereo image a little bit because there's noise, there's quantization noise, there's electronics noise, and which makes the mono, the phantom image, quite smeared. And everything else um, is a bit wider. It's a bit softer, softer. The transients kind of, there's phase and there's a lot of electronic component, uh, late, not latency, but capacitors and things like that, which kind of, uh, make dents in the transients so all this even with with a stereo thing but not to mention a 12-way uh, summing mix so that could be really good and 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 also the fact that you can you have connectivity between your sound card or your computer and the outside world which is not based on a couple of jack leads or something like that you have a d-type mm -hmm. You, it, you know, it, it feels, and, and it's compatible with like all the gear I have, not all, but a lot of the stuff I have, my converters and stuff are all on D-type. So it can be, could be very convenient to just, uh, you want to record eight channels or something, eight tracks or something, you just get it in, plug it in and you're ready to go. And you have the, the master bus compressor, which is, uh, which is always a nice thing to have, you know, I yeah, don't know yeah. about the 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 versions the revisions blah 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 i have one here some people say that there are better ones some people say that that's the best one it doesn't matter they're all good i mean in my experience nothing sounds like the one in the in a desk in a in a 4k there's nothing that sounds like it my my external one it doesn't sound it does the job but it's not that there's something about it it's going through the the VCA, the desk VCA, the power supplies, the whole thing, uh, which makes it just sounding uh, different. But but they're all good. So yeah, it seems seems a bit pricey, but uh, if you need something like that, then it seems like a good thing. It's interesting so, uh, that uh, what you were saying about the summing, because. It, it, I'm, I'm sort of my mind's being drawn back to the concept of analogness, you know. And as when you hear the, we, we were talking about with drum machines, the fact that things that are, are just they're cyclical stuff, you know, components are are adding this kind of just general movement, whether that be to sort of the the frequency mm -hmm. response or the the stereo. So you're bound to get this kind of uh, this increase because if you do it in uh, totally in the box, I mean, you can emulate that stuff, but it's not as the same as having discrete channels that are living and breathing things before they become the stereo. But uh, kind of, maybe, maybe I'm yeah. uh, over-romanticizing there. Rich is looking <laughs> slightly quizzical there. I don't know. <coughs> no? Uh, okay. <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I want to say you're romanticizing or not. I'm currently romancing the heck out of this Studio One um, uh, soft tube product and uh, Studio One console one. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the one with the fader. Chatting about Studio One. <clears throat> Uh, actually, not the one with the faders. What's in front of me is the one with the knobs. But but uh, <laughs> the one with the faders is gorgeous too. And it's actually shocked me as to how much it's affect, how much it's brought life into the in the box experience is was surprising to me. Um, ah, that said, it's not the same. Uh, as I, have to, so I have I to. I have to. I have to. I agree with that completely because the 
the, the compressor on there and the EQ are really, really nice. And the fact that you can, you know, you can feel it in your mm -hmm. hand, but it's the sound as well, because if it wasn't up, to, so there's, a, there's, a, there's a, certainly an experience there, which is kind of ear palm sort of yeah. thing you know yeah. which is I, nice. I don't have one of those giant consoles next to me so i'm really excited about it because it's the best <laughs> i've been able to get life oh. yeah you know, it feels like the sound is jumping out of the speakers the way it does in an actual analog studio with a big console that sounds great and somebody who knows what he's doing so <laughs> uh i'm quite enjoying it um but that said of course uh the I, that's why i brought up the summon, summon component because i think it's actually a huge feature in this product and also i don't think it's expensive to have two ssl quality mic pre inputs available to you that's worth at least half the price of this unit alone yeah. just those two channels of input without before you get to anything else is worth more than half the cost of this unit and uh I just think I don't think it's not a comparable unit to almost anything else. And Gaz made that point. It's a completely unique product. And um, I, I think it's a very, very cost effective solution to a ton of things. And it's a really, really well thought yeah. out product. I'm very impressed with it. I haven't used it, but I mean, as a concept and what I've seen and okay. with Gaz's demonstrations, well, it's fantastic. I, I mean, I, I, rather than have you come in the gas, I mean, I would encourage maybe people to go and watch the review because obviously yeah. we've published, you know, half an hour of content on the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dedicated yeah. to so, the unit already. So uh, there was great. just one li one little thing I wanted to say is that the fact is what I've really enjoyed though. I'm not sure if I even mentioned this. So is that I have the computer when I come into my studio. Often I don't even boot my computer up, you know, turn this on, and if I, you know, and I'm, and, and that's just like a, maybe an over. It's a very simple thing to say, but um, so you can make noise without having the computer on. Yeah, yeah, and that's that, that, and that's super cool. That was just that. That was yeah. Cool. No, that's a fair point. I think you know it, it, horses for courses. It's interesting. Okay, um, now I'm, I'm I wanted to go here um, because I mean there's been a number of things. I mean we haven't mentioned the B word for quite a long time. Uh, Behringer have now uh, <laughs> they've they've released a ton of System 100 module clones, which actually you know there's sort of what, almost one a day for the last week or so, which I haven't really covered uh, on the podcast you know we know what they're doing there but one thing that they've also done is created a sort of new web community for buying and selling gear uh, freemusictribe.com which is another interesting thing so i mean this this idea that there's this sort of i mean it's it's the juggernaut that keeps on coming towards us and it's doing a lot of a lot of positive things and a lot of other things as well but i just wanted to bring this up because this is this is uh, kind of taking on people like reverb and people like you know ebay for selling direct musical equipment and it seems to have done i mean the first week of its existence it was actually um it was they didn't have enough server servers on it so now there's a whole bunch of uh gear on there and all of that kind of stuff so that's one aspect of it but then there was also um the news that uh uh Tatsuya Takahashi, uh, who was the guy behind a lot of the really cool initial the, the sort of first wave of Korg analog has opened uh, Korg.Berlin, which is like a, basically a, a wholly owned subsidiary of Korg. They've basically decided to bet. Well, let, let me let me play this a little bit. Let's this is the model that I made a couple of weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> so this because, is them in their building that's to uh, be in to Berlin. Our architect, Felix Max, and Tats, who um, I have to say is an extremely good-looking gentleman based on this video. I mean, he's very, <laughs> it yeah, really does look great. And whatever your nice persuasion, you can't deny it. <laughs> really? Like a quiet room, which we've called the library. But anyway, so what they're doing there is, it's really interesting. And, and they're also, so there's two guys, there's, there's him and a guy called Max. I've forgotten his surname now. Uh, and they've started uh, this kind of notion of, a, it's like a Korg R&D department, effectively. And they're going to build stuff and they're hiring. They're looking for engineers. They're looking for support staff. They've got this two, 200 square meters office, which they're opening in the spring. And this seems to me, uh, maybe I'm overlooking, you know, other aspects, but it seems to me like a very well-timed and perhaps... Um, designed response to this juggernaut that's just coming and blowing everybody out of the way. You know, here's hey, look, we're doing going to do something as well. I'm just, I just thought it was worth a, worth a discussion. Maybe I'll come to you first, Gaz, because I think you know that this is it's probably you know th there's no denying that that Behringer are really sweeping away 
a lot of uh, smaller people. You know, we've seen, there's all sorts of controversial stories in the cloning stuff, and you know whether or not that you go for that. But you know, you can't deny there's a whole bunch of stuff coming from them, which is going to dominate the market, and it's important that we have competition. I think, uh, and innovative competition, yes, and innovation. And I think, and I think that's. I think that's the thing about this. That my takeaway from this, though, really is that um, you know, Tats is is an incredibly uh, innovative and um, experimental um, designer of of equipment. So you know, him having that based in Berlin, which is, as we know, the kind of really is the was well, the epicenter at the moment. Yeah, epicenter, it absolutely. So so this seems like really cool. It's kind of interesting that um, I think I think Tats really shook things up when he was at you know Korg in Japan you know he because Tats has spent a lot of time in London so he brought a lot of this kind of um, maker community uh, inspiration and you know uh, into the kind of corporate behemoth that is Korg um, so and then of course he left Korg to work with Red Bull, and I think Red Bull has now pulled the plug on all its music side of things. I'm not oh, sure has about it? that. I didn't know that. Okay. So I wonder whether this kind of then meant that actually Tats had got himself set up in um, in in Berlin, and now, or, or whether this was always a if, whether this was always a, a plan that was going to happen. But uh, I think it's certainly very exciting, and then, and he, you know, his. You know, the little monotron is very easy to overlook just how important. It was huge. It was huge. Yeah, how important that was. But, um, obviously, every time I yeah, see Tats really, now. It's really nice. Yeah. Every time I see Tats now, though, I just get a, a little shudder of embarrassment. Oh, yeah, your dance. Yes, so the, uh, the Volta Mix. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, but it's really, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, you're based in London. And, and you know, we're, some of us are based in sort of more. But it's a really smart move because essentially, I think, you know, because if you imagine you're hiring for people from Berlin, people will have gone to Berlin to follow their dream, probably. You know, they might be following mm -hmm. their kind of like, I'm really into synths, I'm really into electronic music, I'm going to Berlin to be in amongst it. So immediately when you have your job interview from people, if you're looking for people in Berlin, you're setting up in Berlin, you've already got this kind of passion behind them. So if they're engineers and they made the move to Berlin or maybe they, they live in Berlin, you know, I imagine there are some indigenous uh, people who still live in Berlin as well, but probably most of the people who would apply for this are likely to have converged on this cultural centre. And I think that's the interesting thing. And it's, mm -hmm. I don't know how it works with, um, you know, w when you're recruiting, for instance, you know, creative people, but that would seem like the perfect gene pool effectively, right? Yeah, for synths, yeah, definitely for electronic music, for all all that Berlin is synonymous for, for all those things. I think that um, regarding the, the kind of Behringer, you know, take takeover or all that, I think... One has one has to ask uh, themselves whether, you know, what what is, like, what is your opinion about Amazon? Because it's it's a it's a similar thing. It's a similar thing, but Behringer is kind of doing it in a, a niche. in our sort of niche. Yeah, uh, so we're more, more aware of it. But uh, basically, I use Amazon, uh, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. You know what I mean? It's too convenient <laughs> to to not use um but i'm not i'm not entirely well i'm not i wouldn't say i'm against it but it does Do you, harm, does it make you feel uh, slightly dirty other, is other that what businesses. you're trying to say yeah yeah i, I just... <laughs> kind of at the, at the same time uh, at the same time i think i mentioned once that i would love to have a behringer subscription model because i would you know like if you pay i don't know however much a month and then you get all those little toys in, in the post that that could be amazing because they they releasing them quicker than than plugins basically well, they're, they're and announcing they, cost, them. they cost kind of and they yeah but still there's quite a few products out there yeah, that's true and they they don't cost much more than plugins and they're fun to have and um i don't know it's quite appealing it's quite that's appealing. an interesting idea sure. 
An interesting idea. Yeah. I don't know. Where, well, I mean, of course, famously, because you, you've got your fabulous studio there, and then in the centre section, you've got the uh, BCR 2000, which is being customised. <laughs> yeah, I asked a, you whether you've got, like, a whole bunch of them in the cupboard it's because it's so yeah. central to your to your workflow. Yeah, you know. I, but actually, I know. They, one, one, one of the knobs is actually starting to play up. But, you know, it has the virus kind of uh, panels, so it gives it a little bit of... Uh, Extra class. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, I, I mean, first, the news that Korg are doing this is, I mean, it's a really big statement. And that, that just the way that it's been publicized, this sort of, it's a very lo- long recruitment video, which is saying, won't it be cool to be? I, I think that's an interesting way of going about things. And I hope it yields a lot of fabulous stuff. And it's, but that's important, right? That we get this innovation that's more from more than one company, right? Absolutely. I support these people 100%. I watched their video. Uh, <laughs> I don't know any of them. I may have met this guy. Uh, we did Red Bull events, uh, music events, uh, I don't know, some years ago. And if he was involved with Red Bull, it's possible that I met him. But, um, I mean, it was interesting to watch a video where they're showing you models of potential mock-ups of the office space because they're basically in a, con- a deconstructed space from the 1800s, and uh, and they're having they're going to have to basically build this entire yeah. thing in this space to make it work. And he had a really cool vision of how that should go, and I could see their dedication to and their planning for this taking place. And I thought it was really fascinating that they're recruiting in this way. And uh, yeah, of course, it's a hotbed of creative potential over there. There's been a ton of groundbreaking and cool stuff that's come out of Germany, that's come out of Northern Europe, that's come out of England, that's come out of France. I mean, Scandinavia, there's a yeah. lot oh, of yeah. really cool innovation that's taken place there. And uh, and I'm all for it. It's interesting, I think, that the... the, the, the there's a sort of for me anyway there's a sort of subtext here because it's essentially you know Japanese companies are generally quite secretive you know they generally kind of let mm. you know here's the product you know or they'll consult on a very closed basis with a bunch of musicians what they're doing here is going here mm. we're going to Berlin here's a ton of money you can see we're putting a ton of money into this this is a statement of intent which is quite public and unusual so you, for that reason well Interesting point. And if you remember things about the Monotron and the Monotribe and things like that, which was a real incredible break from a Japanese tradition, was the fact that they made it kind of open to modding. They kind of listed things on, you know, they, they kind of made uh, things on Labels the Labels on the board. piece, yeah, that people Labels discovered. The, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Now, this was entirely from Tats and from, as I say, I think from his kind of London experiences, um, but was really surprised. We didn't know, I, well, it took a while, I think, before we kind of learned who Tats were, uh, was and his background. But um, that was a real surprise at the time that Korg were embracing that sort of circuit bent kind of uh you know which as i say feels incredibly different from the that more corporate japanese approach that we were used to so i kind of see this thing in berlin as an expansion of that of that sort of thinking and that you know a korg being kind of brave enough and it also goes to show just how the strength of someone's personality and vision can really yeah, you know, well, he's be. he's kind of a superstar to, uh, in terms of yeah. design. Yeah, Rich, he must be because uh, in my experience, uh, being in Japan and talking to people who do business in Japan, this seems like they've come to realize that a lot of the innovation, the most uh, crucial innovation that's taking place in this market right now, is no longer taking place in Japan, even yeah. if it's taking place with Japanese companies, and so it's very. Uh, somewhat unusual and very forward thinking for them to want to go to where the action is to get some of that into their workflow. Mm. And I'm sure that this man's presence, Takashi-san's presence with the company has forwarded them into this analog synth thing and has really kind of reshaped the perception of Korg as a company outside of the Kronos. And um I think it's fascinating from a corporate standpoint that Japanese company is willing to go outside of Japan for this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the uh, and I, and I think the fact that they're very. He's, if you watch the whole video, uh, um, 
those of you who are watching this, you'll see they multiple times say they're looking for engineers. They're looking for engineers. So it's almost like a kind mm. of A&R. It's like opening an mm. A&R office in Europe where a lot of cool stuff's happening, get people to come in. Because I'm sure other companies are doing the same, you know. So it, it, it's like trying to get a stock of different thinkers and, 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 and get some more people. Because, I mean, we've got loads of... There are lots of companies which rely on brilliant tried and tested engineers, you know, in the industry who have made brilliant synthesizers and done fantastic work <laughs> and continue to do so. And presumably, you know, but perhaps they are not going to be thinking so far outside of the box as some kid who's just graduated and has a load of like, wacky ideas about how things should be done. You know, so that's the thing mm. that's, yeah, I, I, that's, I think that's what's cool. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I suppose, well, it's five o'clock. It feels like it might be a good time to kind of consider. Well, I know there's a couple more topics in the list, but we've got to five. Unless anybody was particularly uh, wed to any of them, I suggest perhaps we draw things to a close and uh, I'll let everybody get on with their uh, their day-to-day -day business because I know everybody's busy in their own ways. So, um, And I've got uh, I've got stuff to do myself. So perhaps what we'll do is we'll we'll say goodbye and we'll we'll run things down. So, um, Yoad, thanks very much for joining us. It looks like you're ready to call up a session and oh, start pleasure. mixing the instant this is uh, this is done i don't know when i just need to do this yeah all just, i have all to do is do this do is that and, <laughs> and move the mouse so the yeah. monitor comes to life and that's it then you're good yeah exactly <laughs> excellent well Easy. yeah thank you very much for joining us uh, it's a pleasure as pleasure. ever um and uh, lovely to see your new camera and your new the new viewpoint i've still got the midi wall have you has anything new gone into that rack behind you in the last <laughs> i don't know period of time since mm. we've spoke to you um i don't uh, yeah i've got a new um electro harmonics uh attack decay oh, pedal yeah. installed in the i don't know if you can see it. yeah there's a there's yeah. a pedal uh, thing which kind of gets yeah mm -hmm. that's right yeah there's the pedals oh nice. there it is Lovely. Yeah. Have, you got, is, have right. you got a Modrex, nice. Yoad? Have you got the Modrex Electroharmonics? <laughs> no. no. That one looks really cool. No. Yeah. That, well, that that's... seems quite restrained, so good good for you. I mean, I'm glad that... I, I, <laughs> I'm just trying to think what I've done. Oh, well, actually, what I've been doing, speaking speak of Behringer, I got um, uh, a guy, uh, Rich, who used to do our guitar stuff, he got in touch, and he's now uh, working in London as a uh, in a a kind of uh, marketing uh, capacity, and he started a YouTube channel, which is to do with electronic... Uh, vehicles, so scooters, bicycles, cars, whatever, and so he's he's start, he's doing a, a piece which, or said he was going to do a piece which he he needs a sound for an electric scooter to make so that people know that they're coming. So they're going to try this experiment mm. with a Bluetooth speaker strapped to a scooter to see. So he said, could you do some sounds? So I've done them in advance and we're going to have a shoot a little piece where he says, hey, Nick, I need someone to make it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do klaxons and stuff like that. And then I realise I need something that's a bit more kind of, you know, considered. So, And I just used the uh, Behringer Poly D for the whole thing just to sort of create these little kind of blippy motory sounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a really interesting project. And uh, unfortunately, I did like 15 or 16 sounds. Let's see if I can find any of them. Uh, what, what, what you need for something like that is to get um, to get CV from the revs, from the end, from the motor revs. Yeah, I know. CV I agree. to your pitch. It and should, then, and then you're sorted. Exactly, but but unfortunately, it's it, it's not at that stage. Just gonna he's gonna strap a Bluetooth speaker to it. And I've got the, one of the sounds here. I don't know if this will play. So that's one of them. I, I went for this sort of Jetsons, slightly kind, non-alarm, non-alarmist. So I, I went from these. I quite like that one. That reminds me of the sped up yeah, but, New York, New York but imagine, crossing. But imagine riding on one and hearing it for half an hour. You'll go crazy. Well, it doesn't have to be that loud. That's why it's high pitched. It just needs to be loud enough. What's the other thing? I think you need something more, more sort of... Like an electric, more phasery kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got some more. You slow that one down, you get the phaser a little yeah. closer. That's the oh, like that one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You like that one? He didn't yeah, like that I one. like that I one. I think that was a good that's, one. I that got some more. That's very futuristic, yeah. <laughs> that's the UFO. <laughs> Hold on, what else did it? <laughs> That's quite ominous. That sounds like you're about to be alien yeah. abducted, doesn't it? By somebody on a scooter. Let's see. Yeah, anyway, you're right. But it's, uh, uh, it's an interesting project. But 
anyway, I, I digress. Yoad, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to have My you. Pleasure. And uh, Gaz as well, thanks again for your SSL 6 review. And uh, yeah, it seems to have yeah. gone, done great. I look forward to doing some more stuff with you. Um, oh, yeah, more pro audio, please. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. That's we're what... trying to do more. Yeah, that's, we're, uh... we're, we're, we're working on it for sure. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Yeah, thank you for having us. And also, Mr. Rich Hilton there, I guess. Uh, have you got a full day ahead or are you basking in a bit of time off and you can just mow the lawn and uh, and watch daytime TV for a bit? It's somewhere in between those two uh, scenarios. <laughs> this lies the truth. <laughs> so the lawn, robotic lawnmower while watching daytime TV. Right, yeah. well, and I ha- and I'm I'm lo- quite looking forward to using some of those sound effects you just showed us while, with the lawnmower as it's putting throughout <laughs> putting the lawn. Along, yes. Yeah. yes, yes, it's anyway. actually a little cold for that sort of thing here today. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it still is here. Well, we still got the the river's still up, uh, although it's dropping down a little bit. So I'm hoping, but the, the trout season is starting soon. So I'm going to be going out on the lake and uh, fishing for trout in the next couple of weeks. I'm really looking very forward nice. To it. Um, okay, well, well, in a month. Yeah, in a month, if I may, um, we're going to be playing uh, Roger Daltrey's Teenage Cancer Trust uh, Week at uh, Royal Albert Hall. We're doing a show there, so oh, cool. uh, any of you Brits who would like to come wow. and uh, get funky, let me know. Oh, nice! Thank Hopefully you very much. We can meet up. All right, that will be great to meet up for sure. Um, all right, well, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for watching. Don't forget, if you want to enter the competition to win a copy of. Ozo9 Advanced. Isotope Ozo9 Advanced. We're looking for the hashtag Epic Mix Control. Not hurriedly put together yeah. at all. And the hashtag Ozo9 <laughs> to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So if you want to put those. And don't forget also, we've got uh, the the offer on Synthplex. If you want to go to Synthplex, which is the 26th, the 29th of March, uh, 20% off four-day pass. You follow the code. Either you go bit.ly slash Synthplex 2020 or when you're there buying a ticket, you can put the redeem redeem the voucher Sonic State 20 and that will save you uh, 20% off the four ticket uh, price anyway that's it for this time thank you very much everybody we'll see you all in a week or so that's it thank you very much for watching see you next time bye bye now